It's episode 121 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And in this podcast, we decided we were going to take a step back and just clarify some concepts that we have been tackling before in the past, but just need some further clarification. Things like how to pray and how the execution of a prayer effectively will get the attention of the Most High. So sit back, stay tuned, action-packed podcast for you. You know we always come with one. Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go! You make everything right. Give me more power. Give me more love, yeah. Give me more passion. A play will look like it's the same, but the play never gets rammed the same way. Right, right. It just never gets friendly with it. We can, we can bring it up again, but it will never be explained the same way. I mean, even walking back through that, um, your microphone, even walking back through the issue of going back through and explaining that again. I mean, as I'm doing, as I'm explaining it to you, I'm saying, okay, I'm drawing on this particular mitzvot of Pesach to, as a, as a, precedent to prove the original point which is you've got individuals that are talking about how it's explained above in the first five chapters of the succession of time and how time starts but it's it's when you start looking at it from a from a from a hebraic standpoint there's a bigger issue and a bigger problem that's there and trying to explain that particular issue and i would explain it totally different so to, 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 to piggyback on your point, I would give that example to say this is the way the Ashkenazis and everybody looks at it. But even if you look at it from their standpoint, that's what I'm saying. Equipping people with the cliff notes of how to explain it to say you're looking at it wrong, too, because the day would never start. If you look at the succession of how the Most High made things, he made light first. So why are we talking about evening as being the start of the day? Light was created before that. And what rules the light? The day rules the light. I would explain that more succinctly and very easily. And probably that's what I'm going to end up doing this week because I want to, like I said, I want to incorporate that into the teaching or the presentation that I'm making to say we have questions. These are kind of the questions that come up. If you got something you need to know about the Shabbat, how to observe the Shabbat, we can address that before we get into it so we can answer your questions. So if you ever get cornered, by somebody who's trying to become, like I said, a theologian overnight and pick your stuff apart. I couldn't stop. When, when, when you brought that up, I thought about another question that was brought up that ticked me off was what I got up there right now, which is in 26. Some dude came in here and tried to corner somebody who was going to rena- renamed nameless about this text right here. When it says... Then Yah said, let us make mankind in our image. And the brother was actually, actually asking and querying about, well, what is us? And what is uh, our image? Who is, that? Who is that? That is a plural, that's plurality. Explain that. And I wanted to come back so bad. If I was in here, I'd have been like, I know you're a Hebristian and all that stuff. So explain to me in the text where it says that that's Jesus. We can both agree that Jesus' name is even not even mentioned there. So how do you assume 
that that's him. That could be Donald Trump for all I care. That could be Barack Obama. That could be Dixie Carter. I don't know. Ted Turner. It's not definitive. If somebody asks me that, I'm saying I can't comprehend that. I'm waiting to get back into the land for somebody to explain that to me. Because in the beginning, our teacher says what? That what else was there in the beginning? Wisdom. Wisdom. Was there in the beginning. Who is wisdom? And when we read and when we read in the Proverbs, the Proverbs says, I wisdom was in the beginning. I can't I, at least from my standpoint, I'm saying I can't comprehend what us is. I can't understand that. Because if, because if you read the pretext, everything above it is singularity. The Most High does all the creating. Day, night, what's this? Second day, dome, water, split, the sky, earth, land, seas. What are we over here? Fourth day, grass, seeds. Then you have all the animals that show up on the fifth day. Or, yeah, fourth day is light, excuse me. And then on the fifth day... You got swarming things, you got your animals, beasts of the field, winged things, and then you got, come around here on the sixth day, here comes mankind, and then you got this p p portion in here on the 26th, it says, let us. Everything above that is singularity. But then all of a sudden, it jumps into let us. I don't, can't comprehend that. And if you want to say us, the best explanation I've heard so far is the one that that man right over there said, which is, I wisdom, wisdom and the most high. Let us make us, let's, let's make mankind. But we can emphatically prove well, well, that the text does not say anything about some Christ being there. No, because, because the whole idea, the whole idea of the absorption and the, and the, um, and the taking in of the knowledge of Torah comes back to what is written in the book of Devarim 4, what great nation is it that has wisdom, knowledge, and understanding as this great nation does? So wisdom, knowledge, and understanding are the components for which the image of the Most High resides in. That's his image. His image is wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. It is wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that he imparts to us through the Torah so that we can have what he is, what he is, so that he now comes back and says to us, be set apart as I am set apart, be like me. What am I? I'm wisdom, I'm knowledge, and I'm understanding. Okay. So those are the three com those are the three components that make it us. We're trying to make us some human. We're trying to make this something this us something that we can see that's tangible. When it's not tangible, it's actually, it's actually a evolution of the set apartness of who the of who the Most High is, because now He comes back and says, "Be like Me." So now He's saying, "Let us make humankind in our image, be like Me." What's Me? I'm wisdom, I'm knowledge, and I'm understanding. He said, "In the likeness of ourselves, be like us," which is wise, knowledgeable. And have understanding. And the only way you're going to get that is by observing my rules, my regulations, and my instructions. Without it, you're not us. Without it, you're not me. And my desire is for you to be like me. Simple. Simple.
And then we get into this next part here, which you probably gonna maybe correct me on, which it says, and so Yahweh created mankind in his own image, and in the image of Yah, Yah, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So what did he do? He created he created Adam and he created e, uh, Isha in and instilled in them <coughs> wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. <coughs> Which is, which is a reflection of who he is. And he made them perfect in that state. And he created them in that state and gave them, he gave them the, the ability, the corporal ability to choose between that which is right and that which is wrong. Let me spin it. It's a choice. Let me spin it for you. Let me, let me see how you correct me. I'm looking for a rebuke, okay? Could one look at that and say, okay, so Yahweh created mankind in his own image. Mankind is a plethora of people, not just two, okay? So could one say, and said, and it goes on to say in 28, it says, Yahweh blessed them, and Yahweh said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish, so on and so forth. So he's giving mankind this, what their, their, their purpose. Yes. He's giving them the purpose yes. of what they're supposed to do. <clears throat> yes. Could one say that mankind is created, but there is a specific man and female that he made and placed in a specific portion of the Eretz, and out of that specific man and woman come a, a nation of people. Well, we can say that, but here, here's what we here's what we can say. Um, um, you know what? Um, glad you brought that up. <laughs> okay. This is this this is really interesting. We gonna go to the board. We going to the board now. Yeah, I've been recording for a long right. time. The, the intro is shot. All right. The intro is shot. <laughs> Usually we open up, hey, this is these two guys. No, it's it's been shot. <laughs> yeah. This rock and roll. This text or this text right here in uh, in Jeremiah uh thirty-one kind of sets sets oh. things in motion. Uh, for us in terms of the creation of of man and your question that you've asked mm -hmm. are there are there two sets of of humanity that the most high has created and the answer to that question is kind of yes and kind of no. no okay because in the creation process the most high has determined that I am, and, and matter of fact, in in um in Isaiah, right? Oh, come on, Isaiah. Who? All right. Um, here we go. I think it's in my text that I already did in forty. Forty. Um, 
there is a text that explains the mm -hmm. the most high's thought process in terms of creation and he uses the language oh i know where it is it's in 41 41 okay I think it's in 41 I think it's in 41. Keep silent before the coast. Yes, in, in, in chapter 41 okay. and verse number uh, 4. Okay. The question is, but, we, but in order to... It, I, I'm trying to answer this without... You have to read verses 1 down to forward to get to the to get to what I'm fixing to break up to bring up. Okay. This is what this is my next teaching by the way in shift chapter oh. 41. <laughs> okay, we dovetailed into That's it. Okay. okay. Whose work is this? Who has brought it about? He who called the generations from the beginning. Mhm. Mm I am Yahweh, I am the first. I am the same with those who are last. What's he saying? He's saying, I am the L who called the first generations. Mm -hmm. I am with the I am with the first generations as I am also with the last, with the last. generation. Okay. So when we get back to this issue of talking about the creation of humanity, we have Adam, we have Eve. Mm -hmm. But out of that out of that whole beginning gene genealogy getting down to Father Avraham, the Most High already has in his mind a generation of people that he has defined is going to function for him. Mm -hmm. And that happens to be Yisrael, mm -hmm. which is the reason why it goes through this whole process. Now, it brings us back. It brings us back to this to this text in, in uh, Jeremiah uh, chapter thirty one and verse thirty four. You're probably going to have to scroll it for me. Okay. All right. I, actually, I can bring it up here on my on my on my tablet. All right. Let me get to it. Let me get to it. Um, Jeremiah thirty one this is what Yahweh says, who gives the sun as light for the day. For the day. We've been talking about that, okay? He gives sun as light for the day, who ordained the laws for the moon and the stars mm -hmm. to provide the light for the night, who stirs up the sea until its waves roar. Yahweh Sabaoth is his name. Mm -hmm. If these laws leave my presence, says Yahweh, then the offspring of Israel will stop being a nation in my presence forever. Mm. This is what Yahweh says. If the sky above can be measured and the fountains of the earth be fathomed, then I will reject all the offspring of Israel for all that they have done, says Yahweh. Mm -hmm. So now the question to your to your question is, is there is there a separate humanity? No, there's not a separate humanity, but out of the humanity that he's created, he walks down, he walks down through all of these generations. And he brings forth this generation of people out of the loins of Father Abraham, mm -hmm. whom he makes this nation of Hebrew Israel, whose design it is to represent him to the whole world. Mm. 
It is the purpose of Hebrew Israel to be the Most High's mouthpiece of instruction to the whole world to be able to live in what he has created according to the rules that he has given. It's our job to teach the nations how to function in what the Most High has created. Yes, absolutely. That's our job. Yeah, to be able to, yeah, to be a leader to the nations. That, that's our job. Yep. So, 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 when we look at when we look at the question that, that that's being asked about getting back to this idea of 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 what the Most High has done and what He's given us in terms of these mitzvot, mm -hmm. the mitzvot are inter are interconnected to each other. Sure, you break one, you break them all. Mm -hmm. But then here we are in this exile. We're out of the land. Don't have a temple. Don't have a king. Uh, there are a lot of things we don't, we, 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 there's a lot of things we don't have in order to make all the mitzvot function and work. Correct. So with that, he's placed us in a diaspora, and when he diasporaed us into the four corners of the earth, he places in a time, in a time frame that's called a time frame of grace. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It began, that began this thing that's called the sixth day because there are eight days in the Father's program. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of things that we don't understand that are a part of the mitzvot. Mm -hmm. The struggle, the struggle with the mitzvot is to be able to do those that you comprehend and that you know. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go back to something that I said that I said earlier. Mm -hmm. The Hebrew writer tells us something that's very critical for our understanding, which is very true. That one of the you know the problem that I have with the Greek text is it's got it's got it's got some truth and a whole lot of lies. Yeah, and you have to be able to. It's like eating carp. You got to be able to pick the bone, pick the meat off the bones. bones yeah, Hebrews yeah. chapter. Um, um, oh, now you get talking about my book now. I think it's 10, he says, I think it's in 10, he says, once you've come to the knowledge of the truth, there therefore remains no, no sacrifice, sacrifice for sin. sin. Mm -hmm. Okay? So now we have to deduce what is he talking about because that falls right into the categories that are written in Vayikra where he outlines the four offerings that are made that, that, that are there, of which three of them are, I think the uh, three of them mm -hmm. are Jermaine, the Ola, the Asham, the Shalamim, Shalamim yep. and the Asham. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, Asham and the, and the, uh, uh, the Kataz, the Kataz and the, and the, and the, uh, and the, uh, and the uh, Asham and the Kataz, those are offerings that are made and offered for sin. That is committed in inverted and inadvertently, or committed on the basis of the fact that I I just didn't know mm -hmm. or I made a mistake. Correct. Okay. Shalamin offering is an offering of praise and for thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. The kataz is the offering that goes up constantly every day as an offering as a sweet smelling savor to the Most High that He receives our offering of thanksgiving. I'm not our our, our offering uh, of worship mm -hmm. towards Him. So we have these four offerings. Of those four offerings that we that I just mentioned, there's not one of them that you can offer the Most High for willful, knowledgeable, Sin, yeah. with forethought, 
breaking one of his laws or one of his rules. Yeah, it's, it's not nothing is in there for premeditated for premeditated sin. Sin. Now, what? Now we have to go back and we get back into we, we're, we're going to go back into their book because mm-hmm. they wrote it mm-hmm. and they said that uh, that uh, in John chapter uh, three, uh, I think it is. I think it is in chapter 3 or chapter 1, verse 3, he says that violation of the law or not keeping the law is sin. Mm -hmm. So now, not abiding by Torah, which is the word for law in our text, Mm -hmm. by not doing it, it defines you as being a sinner. Right. So now, with that being the case, there's no sacrifice you and I can bring him for willfully defying his laws and his rules. But now we get back to Hebrew. He says, there's no sacrifice for once you come to the knowledge of truth. Now, how do we define getting to the knowledge of truth? Well, just because you read something doesn't mean that you know it. That's just cognitive. That's cognitive information. That's right. Until until that cognitive information downloads into your soul and your spirit, and it becomes it, and it becomes experiential, where it now you now I know mm-hmm. I know that this is what I'm supposed to do, and I don't do that. That is willful sin. Mm-hmm. There's no sacrifice for that. Okay, let me throw you a curveball. Let me throw you a curveball. What do you say to the person that says, I don't have to engage in a, I'm cognitively understanding about the mitzvot of not engaging into sexual immorality. I don't have to engage in it to have experiential knowledge of it. I can be aware that it's wrong. And maybe, how how do you best answer that? No, 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 no. You see, see, you're trying... You're trying to dance around something that is part of your DNA makeup. Okay, there you go. You're trying to dance around something that's written on your heart. Mm -hmm. What's written on your heart is the experiential understanding that you know it's wrong. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, nobody has to Just because you read it, well, I don't... No. Cognitive, cognitive, cognitive understanding. It says, "I read it, but I don't comprehend it. Mm. I read it, but I don't have a full understanding of it." Once I come to the point within the consciousness of my mind, okay, okay, that I understand. Now you have reached the experiential aspect of what you have read, and now you know. Mm-hmm. And your spirit attests to the fact that you know, and there's nowhere you can back out the back door and say I don't. Right, 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 right. Now he's going to hold you accountable for that. Mm-hmm. So now the question becomes one to a person will say, well, so if I know these things and I sin anyway, and I know it, but how how then do I get back? How do I get back to God? How do I get back to L? Mm-hmm. Just like the gentleman said to uh, one of our, one of our brothers, "Well, how, how, how am I supposed to pray if I sin? If this is the case, well, it's simple. Mm-hmm. You've read it. Yes, sir. everybody read it. Yep. 
Well, the Most High said, a broken and a contrite spirit he will in no wise despise. But the conditions are, broken. in relationship to the, to the issue, repentance means that you turn away from it and you don't do it again. Mm -hmm. Brokenness means that I come broken mm -hmm. and with a contrite spirit. I don't come to, oh, I, I broke your law. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Yeah, like it's, like it's, un, uh, you're doing it in a way to kind of, per, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, patronize. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Patronize yeah. the most high by saying, yeah, okay, yeah, I broke the sin and oh, I broke, broke the mitzvot and okay. No, you, you, listen, you have to be, you, when we willfully, in the consciousness of our mind, do something that the consciousness of and this and the devil didn't make you do it. It comes out of the consciousness of your mind. That's right. That's right. And we do something mm -hmm. that we know is immoral mm -hmm. and wrong. Your spirit tells you that it's wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't need you don't need a you don't need a course in in deductive reasoning. Yeah, you don't need to understand that what you just did was wrong. Your spirit knows it was wrong. That's right. That's and you willfully did it anyway. Right. Now, the question is, how then do I get back to the most high? Mm -hmm. I get back to the most high by being broken and contrite. What does that mean? That means that I become I show humility mm -hmm. in my shameness. Mm -hmm. See, we listen. We listen. Oh man, yeah. Because I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a uh, reality that we live in today. I mean, if someone someone goes ahead and does something that offends you or hurts you in some kind of way, you're and they're coming to apologize. You'd want to see those same things as well. You'd want to see some humility. You'd want to see. And more importantly than anything else, you'd want to see the behavior change to prove that, you know, you have literally abandoned this way of, of, of violating yeah, someone. I mean, I mean, mean it's, it's a reality. I, I want to get, I want to get, I forget where it is in Daniel. I got to get back there. Uh, um, let's get back to... Um, we're going to the prophet, huh? Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go to the prophet. I gotta go to the prophet. I gotta go to the prophet. All right. Mr. Daniel. Good prophet. Where are we going? I think it's 10. 10, all right. Daniel 10. There's only 12 chapters in the book of Daniel. And that's one in the third year of Koresh, king of Persia. The word was revealed to Daniel, also called Belshazzar. <laughs> His brother had been mourning in verse 2 for three weeks. Here's another fast right there. <laughs> I had eaten food that satisfied me. Neither meat nor wine had entered my mouth. And I didn't anoint myself once 
until three full weeks had passed. Come on, where is it? What you looking for specifically? Come, I can't find Daniel's prayer. I just taught on it last week. Well, nine? I heard the voice speaking, and when I heard him speaking, I fell down and faint with my face to the ground. But he prays. And he says to me, okay. I want to get to the prayer there. The reason why I want to get to the I want to get to the prayer that's there is because the prayer in the aspect of sin is a demonstration of um, of um, of Daniel's brokenness and mm -hmm. contriteness towards the Most High. How come I can't find that? I always see that irritates me with myself. <laughs> I know this stuff and I do it and then I don't remember where it where it's at. Go on. Keep okay. Going. I mean. I find I know it's. I know it's here in this particular chapter. Yeah, and he said he once he's doing that, he says he goes on and then come on, y'all, y'all listening by way of the stream or what you listen on this pod being for. Help us out now. He says, you man are greatly 19. He said, uh, you man greatly loved. Don't be afraid. Shalom to you. Da, 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 da. Talks about how we have sinned, and I, I use that that portion. I know it's in here. Daniel. But I mean, you know, I mean, to your point. I mean, I'm only trying to get this. I'm only trying to get this as as a point of a reference to explain the idea of what brokenness what brokenness sounds like. Let me, because the issue is, is that the only way, and, and see, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. As long as we are in this day and in this flesh, we are going to make mistakes. mistakes. Absolutely. We are going to do things that are going to violate the mitzvot. So why are we trying, I mean, it's, it's an effort to try to be perfect. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with the idea of trying to be perfect. But you can only be perfect to the point of your understanding. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to, I'm going to teach you uh, the understanding. Here it is. Is it 12? No, it's in nine. It's in nine. Okay. In nine. Listen, listen to the prayer in, in, in chapter nine. Chapter nine. Yeah, that makes sense because he's in 10. He's he's going and he's he's talking to him in 10. To you, Yahweh, belongs righteousness, but today belongs but to us today belongs shame. So That's a you're, seven. You're going to see a portion of this. this like yeah. Like yeah. This. What was it? Was justified. Let's see. <laughs> there we go. So now listen. When we talk about brokenness and contriteness, mm -hmm. listen to how he starts this thing. Please, Yahweh, great and fearsome El who keeps his covenant and extends grace to those who love him and observe his mitzvot. 
We have sinned, done wrong, acted wickedly, rebelled, turned away from your misfold and your ruling. Now, all of this that he is writing here and mm -hmm. saying here is willful. Yes. This is, all, yeah. this is all willful. They, he's, he's speaking from a willful point of view. We willfully mm -hmm. didn't follow your misfolds and rulings. If it's not willful, then he wouldn't mention them. That's right. We yes. have not listened to your servants, the prophets who spoke in your name, to our kings, our leaders, our ancestors, and the people of the land. To you, Yahweh, belongs righteousness, but to us alone belongs shame. To us... The men of Yehuda, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and all, including those nearby and those far away. That's us. Okay. Throughout all the countries where you have driven them. That's us. Mm -hmm. Because they have broken faith with you. Yes, Yahweh. Shame falls on us, our kings, our leaders, our answers, because we have sinned against you. It is for Yahweh our El to show compassion and forgiveness because we rebelled against you. See, this is the prayer of a man of a nation who is broken. Right. Right. And contrite. Mm -hmm. See, when you're broken and contrite, you have to come, you got you 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 gotta explain your case. Hey, you don't come and say, Well, well Joey made me do it. See, this is the thing that see, this is one this is a word that that came to mind as you're explaining this. And it's a word that starts with an A. It's called accountability. And that's the theme of the mitzvot. You do something wrong, you take accountability for it. He's over here explaining as you're explaining. And reading his words, he's taking accountability for the things that they did. It's, I'm not blaming someone no, else or putting no, it on the devil no, or anything else. No. We made the mistake. We didn't listen to the voice of Yahweh else so that we could live by his laws, which he presented to us through his servants and prophets. Yes, all Israel flown at your Torah, turned away, unwilling to listen to your voice. Therefore, the curse, the oath written in the Torah of Moses, your servant, of was poured out on us because we sinned against him. He carried out the threats he spoke against us, our judges, our judges, by bringing us upon the disaster so great under all heaven. Nothing has been done like what has been done to Jerusalem as was written in the Torah of Moses. This whole disaster came upon us. Yet we did not appease Yahweh our El by renouncing our wrongdoing and discerning our, your truth. So Yahweh watched for the right moment to bring disaster on us. Now, the point is that I read this prayer mm -hmm. because in this prayer demonstrates the idea of what brokenness and contriteness looks like. Mm -hmm. brokenness, wrong, and, yeah. brokenness and contriteness is the same kind of prayer that King David prays mm -hmm. against you, Yahweh, and you alone mm -hmm. have I sinned. It's... I'm sorry, maybe this is remedial, and I keep bringing these remedial points up. It's a reality. It literally is. I'm going to say it, and I said it earlier. When someone comes back to you and wants to make an atonement, say, I've done you wrong, you're looking for this. You're looking for somebody to take an accountability for their actions that they get against you and acknowledge what they did. I did this wrong. I don't have to pry it out of you. You acknowledge it. And therefore, by your acknowledgement of it, okay, I can see 
at least the fledgling states of you being broken and contrite about it. You've obviously, this is bothering you. This has grieved you to a point where you need to come back and you've actually done some self-reflection and you understand what you did wrong. Now, now I, I, I got I to gotta go somewhere else. All right. Got to go to Ezekiel chapter number 18. may have to where's my no I, I got I got you I got but the you. people won't have it 18 we're gonna because we have to read we almost have to read this whole chapter let's to explain this idea of brokenness and this issue of accountability mm -hmm. Ezekiel 18 all right I uh, put up on the board, you can see where we're beginning, and if you have scriptures, you can follow along with us. But it says, the word of Yahweh came to me, what does it mean that we keep quoting this proverb in the land of Israel? When parents eat sour grapes, their children's teeth are set on edge. Chapter 18 explains this particular word. As I live, says Yahweh Elohim, I swear that you will never again quote this proverb in Israel. Look, all lives belong to me. Both the parent's life and the child's life are equally mine. So it is the parent who sins himself who must die. The accountability for sin is upon the individual who commits the atrocity. Right. Now, now he's going to give you an explanation the rest of this chapter are going to be an explanation of what has been spoken in verses 3 through 4. Okay. <clears throat> Consider someone who is righteous, who does what is lawful and right. Mm -hmm. He doesn't eat on the mountains or raise his eyes toward the idols of the house of Israel. He doesn't defile his neighbor's wife or touch a woman during her time of menstrual impurity. He doesn't wrong anyone. He returns the pledge, pledge property a debtor has given as a collateral for a loan. He takes nothing for ro nothing by robbery, but gives food to the hungry and clothing those who need it. He neither demands nor accepts interest on a loan. He refrains from what is evil. He judges honestly between one person and another. In short, he lives according to my laws and observes my rules so that so as to act faithfully such a person is righteous and he will certainly live says Yahweh now he just in, quoted nothing but just mitzvot he just quoted those, those, those are all mitzvot but that, those he's given us an example by quoting this these mitzvot mm -hmm. these aren't all the mitzvot That's he's right. using them as an example, example. Mm -hmm. a person who lives by them that person shall live mm -hmm. now he comes back and says now Suppose he is the father of a son who is a robber, a murderer, who does any of the things, any of these things to a brother. Whereas the father himself does none of them. He eats on the mountains, defiles his neighbor, neighbor's wife, wrongs the poor, uh, the needy, takes the robber. He doesn't. He, he starts naming all of these mitzvos, mm -hmm. does the things that are disgusting, practice demands and accepts interest. Should he live? He will not live because he is engaged in all these disgusting practices. He must be put to death. His, His blood. blood is on him. Now, when I, when I get through with this, if I remember, I'm going to say something. And you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I think I know where you're getting you ready to go. I'm going to say. 
All right. Now, so 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 eighteen gives us an explanation of the sour grapes. Mm -hmm. Now fourteen he goes, but now suppose he has a son who sees all the sins of his father committed thinks about them and behaves differently he doesn't eat on the mountains once again he goes through all of these misfits by explaining them once again he obeys my rulings lives according to my laws so he will not die for his father's sin but will certainly live yet his father because he oppressed so cruelly committed robbery against his brother and never did any good among his people he will die for his sins so I'm with you the prophet is speaking clearly. You ask, 19, why doesn't the son bear his father's guilt? I'm going to say that again. <laughs> I want you to get this. Why doesn't the son bear his father's guilt? When the son has done what is lawful and right, has kept all my laws, obeyed them, he will certainly live. The person who sins is the one that will die. A son is not to bear his father's guilt with him, nor is the father to bear his son's guilt with him. But the righteous of the righteous will be his own, and the wickedness of the wicked will be his own. Listen to what it's saying. Mm -hmm. However... If the wicked person repents, now here we come. Here we go, okay. Now, now we're going to get back to this issue mm -hmm. of, 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 of willful sin. Because all of this up here is talking about willful, willful sin. Mm -hmm. However, if a wicked person repents of all the sins he committed, keeps my laws, does what is lawful and right, then he will certainly live. He will not die. None of the transgression he has committed will be remembered against him. For the righteousness that he has done, he will live. Do I take pleasure at all in having a wicked person die? Asked Yahweh. Wouldn't I prefer he turn away from his ways and live? On the other hand, when the righteous person turns away from his righteousness and commits wickedness by acting in accordance with all the disgusting practices that the wicked person does, will he live? None of his righteous deeds he has done will be remembered for the trespasses and sins he has committed. He will die. Can, I go, can we go back up to, and, and take a look? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm through reading. I'm saying, let's go back up to 21 because you, you, you said something very prolific and I started to look up the dictionary term of this word because it says however if a wicked person repents of all the sins he committed keeps my laws and does what is lawful and right then he will certainly live he will not die how does a person repent so I looked up the word what the word repent means and this is what it says it says repent is a verb Feel or express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing Broken or, and or sin. Broken and contrite. Broken and contrite. Even if you look up the definition of the word repent, it's Broken the and same contrite. thing that you've been saying earlier. Broken and contrite. Broken and contrite. But my point, my point here in going to Ezekiel 18 mm -hmm. is Ezekiel 18 gives us the complete formula of accountability. Yes. So, if the son 
can't die for the father's sin. The father can't die for the son's sin. Each one is accountable for himself. So explain to Come me, Come please, on. how it is that a man over in the New Testament can die for your sins and remove your accountability for what you have done. It cannot That's be done. not what the text says. That's right. Ouch. Ouch. So now, here's what the Greeks have done. I'm going to tell you what the Greeks have done. All right. The Greeks have done something that is probably part of their own narrative. There is a way that seems right, mm -hmm. but the end thereof is, is destruction. Yeah. Here's what the Greeks did. The Greeks put a man in the place to nullify what the prophet Ezekiel wrote. But now we got to go back to Daniel because Daniel said, we haven't listened to the prophets. We haven't listened to your servant. Mm -hmm. we, have will we have willfully mm -hmm. not obeyed your mitzvot and your laws. Mm -hmm. 18 says, these are the things that, that define wickedness. These are the things for which you will die. Mm -hmm. The man across the street says, oh, I got you. Mm. You sinned, give, give, give them to me, and I'll take all your sins so that you don't have to bear the brunt of the punishment for your sins. I'll take it and do it. That's not what Ezekiel says. That's right. That's right. So now, what the Greeks have done, they have placed you in a place where you are carrying while you... Listen, listen, listen. This is funny. This is funny. I, I thought I made a deposit into my account. Mm-hmm. But I went to my account. There's nothing in there. And it wasn't there. <laughs> right. What happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I thought, I thought I, I thought, what happened? Uh, yeah. You see, there is going to come a day of reckoning mm -hmm. when every man is going to have to stand in the presence of the Most High and give an account of the deeds that have been done in his life. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be able to say, well, I... I thought Jesus took care of this for me. Yeah, I thought he paid it all. I thought he took care of this for me. Mm -hmm. The opulent spirit is going to say, who? <laughs> exactly. Where is he? Where is he? Right. Bring him before me. Right. Because there's another rule. Mm -hmm. You shall not bring witness or you shall not testify about a situation unless both parties are present to the situation. That's right. So now you're bringing a case before me and you're testifying before me that something was taken care of. Where's the other party to attest to what you said? Mm -hmm. He ain't here. That's right. He ain't going to be there. Mm. Because it does not line up with what the prophet has said because the prophet said this is what Yahweh says 
He opens the text in 18. This is what Yahweh says. Mm -hmm. This line shall never be quoted again in Israel. The sons have eaten sour grapes of their parents. That's never going to be mentioned again. Why? Because the accountability is going to be on the person who has committed the wickedness and not on anybody else. That's right. So when you go up there and it says, like you said, the parents, when parents eat our sour grapes, their children's teeth are just are set on edge. And then the prophet says, yeah. as I live, says Yahweh Elohim, and I swear you will never quote this proverb, proverb in Israel. Look, all lives belong to me, both the parent's life and the child's life, equally mine. So it is the person who sins himself who must die. Yes. Now, <laughs> let's come back. So yeah, because we gotta we gotta deal with something real quick. I mean, we come back, mm -hmm. we go well. Well, Jesus was perfect. He didn't know any sin. Well, wait a minute. If he didn't know any sin, that's, that, yeah. he doesn't know any sin, but he took your sin. So now, you know, it's like this, okay? Mm -hmm. I didn't have COVID until I came in contact with you. Mm. I didn't know what COVID was until I came in contact with you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Now I got COVID. Mm -hmm. I didn't know sin was until I came in contact with you. Now I have sin. Mm. So I can't have sin and not have sin. Either I have it or I don't have it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. No, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so, I mean, when we talk about, when we talk about these mitzvot and we talk about obeying them um i i am i am oh man i'm i am i am so close to being finished with this book and every time i go back and read through it then i see something else that i need i need to address or something that i need to clean up and what have you and it just keeps pushing it back and pushing it back i had it edited and ready to go and i started reading thinking ah, gotta mm. change this gotta change it and and you know but it's it's close okay to giving you to giving you all something in your hands mm -hmm. that talk about these misfolds that we are supposed to practice uh in this exile now, tonight in our conversation earlier, mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about we're talking about things such as the Sabbath and how to keep the Sabbath and when the when the Sabbath be, be, begins. Now I'm looking back at the book because I've got it written in my in my tablet. I'm going well. I explain the Shabbat and I explain uh, keeping, but I don't I don't tell you how to do it. Right, and that's when we, also in the conversation too. The most, like you had said, the Most High doesn't necessarily give you a play-by-play -play rundown of don't do X, 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 and X. He keeps it very global, but we do know that there's some things, obviously, like, you, like you've eloquently said, that we're refraining from creation. You're refraining from any laborious work that you're doing. Those are things that are listed in there, but he's not going to tell you, okay, don't turn, flip the light switch. Don't drive a car. Don't do no. all these, these, these litany of things. He keeps it very... General. He's very general. Right. In other words, he, he it's it's so simple mm -hmm. 
He he gives us in simpli- gives it to us in some in simplic- in simplicity. Thinking, well, the Most High knows all things. Let me tell you something, okay? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something, okay? <laughs> Ooh. I have to put my seatbelt on again for this one. See, when you start laughing like that, I get I get nervous. <laughs> the Most High knows all things. True. This is true. <laughs> a man was created in his image and in his likeness, mm-hmm. ascribing to man wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And understanding. Mm-hmm. So since he's been created in his image and likeness, the image and likeness is in the is is within the character frame of this wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Mm-hmm. I hate to say this because the most high doesn't assume anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh. The most high assumes that you're smart enough to know. <laughs> True. Yeah. It should be obvious. He assumes that what I've told you mm-hmm. is obvious for you to know when I tell you to rest from all oh, work. Right. What that means. Do not do any creative work. Right. Do not do any ordinary work. work. <laughs> rest. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then he's given us Specific mitzvahs within the framework of that rest mm-hmm. to be carried out, okay, mm-hmm. okay, that we don't need to do what the Oxenazis have done because he's given us a rule. Mm-hmm. Do not add to what I've told you don't and don't away. subtract from it. Yep. Yep. Agree. If I told you not to light a fire on the Shabbat, then... It's germane to lighting a fire. That's it. It's not germane to the combustion of your engine of your car. <laughs> and in our modern, and in our modern day, somebody asks, well, 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 what about our modern times? Well, the Most High is speaking to a people who are part of a of a of a time frame in which that everything that they're that they're doing is germane to lighting a fire mm-hmm. they have to cook to light a fire mm-hmm. they have to cook to heat they have to light a fire to to heat water mm-hmm. okay now let's look at something okay in this world that we live in we have we have uh, hvc yes so, your your furnace lights a fire to keep you warm. Yep. So fire is lit. Yep. Okay. Now, now I want you to think about this. Now I'm not telling I'm not telling you freeze in the winter, and don't don't turn not, I'm not telling you that. Right. Let's look at let's look at the context in which that the Most High has spoken this to Hebrew Israel. Mm-hmm. Hebrew Israel had the convenience. 
of not having to provide for their warmth in the desert. Because True. the text says he was the fire by night that kept them warm. So they didn't have to light a fire at night. Mm. They didn't have to kindle a fire to keep them warm. Mm. So if we look at this text, that mitzvah from a literal, and I'm, I'm, I'm honoring, I'm honoring the uh, mitzvah of of tabernacles and Sukkot, and I'm outside in the wilderness, and it's cold at night. Mm -hmm. Am I supposed to freeze? And it's the Sabbath? <laughs> am I supposed to freeze? Or am I supposed to light a fire to keep myself warm? Think mm. about that. Think about the logic of it. Mm. What is this issue about not lighting a fire? Yeah, what was the purpose of the... The issue of not lighting a fire is germane to doing that which is creative. Mm. What do you create? You're lighting the fire to create something that didn't exist before? Mm. No, I'm lighting a fire to keep my behind warm. I'm not creating anything. I'm just, I'm just creating heat so I can stay warm. Mm. I'm not making anything. Because once again, the Most High comes back and he tells, he tells Bezalel in Exodus when they're, <clears throat> when they're getting ready to build the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. And he tells them specifically, do not do any work on the Shabbat. Why? Because the tabernacle required fire and things to do that were created that didn't exist before the day began. Mm -hmm. So now you go, well, let's look at food, for example. If I'm going to create a meal for the Sabbath, I need to create it the day before. It didn't, if I do it, if I create it on the Sabbath, I'm creating something that didn't exist that day. Right, 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 right. But if I create it, on, on, before the Sabbath begins, it's already created. It's there already. With it already being created, okay, mm -hmm. I'm, I don't have to eat it cold. Can warm it up, yeah. I'm just warming it up. It's already created. Mm -hmm. The Sabbath is about creative things. Mm. Do not create anything new on the Shabbat. Do not do any work on the Shabbat. That's not work. Right. Doesn't it exercise in, in... Oh, I don't go along with that. I believe. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you something, okay? I'm going to tell you something. I don't have a problem with the consciousness of any individual doing the best within the framework of their knowledge and understanding to obey any of these misfolks. If that's the way you understand it, then... then, then let your conscience be your guide. Yeah, because because the whole issue in the yeah. in the bottom line is the Most High is looking at the fact that you and I are making a conscious effort. Right, and that would be yes, that would apply to all of the the mitzvot. We're and, making a conscious effort. Yeah, based on based upon the knowledge that we have and the understanding that we have. Now, one of the things that I know. 
for show mm -hmm. that the Most High will do. He will look at the merits of your heart to determine what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And within that framework, if you desire clarification on what he's asked you and you're sincere about it, he'll give you clarification. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But don't come to me and tell me you had a dream and understand what this was. No, 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 I'm not buying that. Right, right, right. Because Agreed. he deals with each one of us and the, and, the, and, the, and the position of our heart individually. What do you say? I know the heart. I know the, I know the reins of the heart. I try the reins of the heart. I, Yahweh, know it. Mm -hmm. I try it. I determine, I determine the sincerity of a man's heart. Mm -hmm. I know that. Nobody else knows it but me. But you. Yeah, but the most high. So within the framework of what we're doing with these mitzvot, we make a conscious effort mm -hmm. based upon our experiential knowledge, our understanding of what's being presented to us to be able to walk within these mitzvot with, by which a majority of them are ethical and moral. Yes. And they're part of your, they're part of your, 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 your corporal reasoning mm -hmm. of being able to make a decision between that which is right and wrong. Yes. Agreed. Totally agreed. Which doesn't need any interpretation. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Plainly put. Plainly put. Wow. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I know we, I, I. <sighs> Listen, let me say this to her. Let me say this to you, okay? Read <laughs> the scriptures. The scriptures are very sheet to Second Chronicles in a Hebraically written text. Read that. Everywhere the Most High tells you to do something, it's a misfold right. or a commandment or a rule. Right. Exactly. With your understanding of what you read, take the time to stop and deduce. Mm -hmm. What's my action? Because the thing about it is, the Most High does not give us a misfold without giving us an explanation of how to carry it out. And it's simple. Mm -hmm. But the rule of simplicity has to go back to what is the purpose of the Sabbath. Get me? Get me Genesis. Uh-oh. Get me Bereshit. Bereshit. You get Bereshit chapter, is it two or three, where he creates the Sabbath and gives us an explanation as to what is supposed to happen. Two. Tell you that. Where are we at in two? And thus, here we go, here we go. And thus, what does it say? And thus the heavens and the earth were finished along with everything in them. On the seventh day, El was finished with his work which he made, comma. He rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. So he rested from everything that was created. El blessed the seventh day, separated it as set apart, because on that day, El rested from all his work which he created so that it, so that it itself, itself could, could produce. produce. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so now he's telling you and I to do the same thing that he's done. What's he talking about mm -hmm. in that? He's talking about creative work. It's correct. Very clear. Rest from creative work. Mm -hmm. And rest from all work so that it itself can be, so that you can produce. The reason why you're tired on the first day of the week and the second day of the week mm -hmm. is because you haven't done any rest. rest. That's right. That's right. You haven't stopped. Yeah. To engage your mind in reflective rest. I mean, and, on the Shabbat, you find everything to do. Cut the lawn, go shopping, clean out the garage, clean the house, mm -hmm. all the things that are germane to work. Sunday rolls around, the first day of the week rolls away, around, you're running off, you're running off to, to, to sun to sun worship. You get up early to go to sun worship, then Sunday you come home and you're doing work, you're doing stuff, well, I'm going to paint the house, I'm going to do this. Monday rolls around, you're tired as hell. That's right. That's right. That's right. Then you wonder why you're tired. Right. Because and you haven't followed the most high's law that says, hey, I did all these things, but when I got finished on the, on the, on the by the seventh by the time the seventh day rolled around, I was done. I rested. I stopped. I stopped everything. Right. I mean, even beyond the issue of the seventh day, we have the issue of the seventh year, where the Yovel year, the Yovel year, where the land has to rest for yeah. a whole entire year, and then you have these jubilee years after so yeah. many years that you know this restitution happens but i mean it's it's that the issue of resting is throughout the mitzvot which is a very good topic very i don't good know topic. you all we've been, we've talked about a lot of things this evening i don't know i don't know we we didn't open in our normal fashion <clears throat> no we didn't it was kind of a an inorganic or organic thing yeah we didn't open our organic but, thing. but uh um, we're going to close in a normal fashion. Yeah, because I think we've yeah, yeah. we 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 haven't exhausted it, but this this is a good stop stopping point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my this is a good stopping point. I was getting ready to make a make an assertion here to say, you know, again, with our people, if you want to hide something, put it in a book. We got to make sure that we are up on the things that are germane that's in the most highest writing and text. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be confident with any of this stuff if you continue to just to let somebody just download into you what it is. You're gonna have to have what you explained earlier. I need to reiterate that because that's a problem in our community. We we tend to allow people to tell us things and we don't study it to get the cognitive knowledge and then the experiential knowledge comes by enacting it yeah. and ingraining it in your spirit so you have some type of, of of understanding about how it works there's a lot of things that we do you know in the in theory it's theoretical until you actually put it into physical practice then yeah, you be, yeah, then yeah. you then you get the, the, the practical rationale right. about how things are supposed to be carried out and then you get to a point where you can carry them out with expertise because you practiced it so much and the workflow becomes there. So let, let me close with these words. Mm -hmm. In this exile and in this uh, conversation of repentance and turning back to the ways of the Most High, the Most High will be happier with you 
if you make a mistake, earnestly trying mm -hmm. to do that which is right. Right, right. The matter of the heart. Mm -hmm. He'll be more happy with us knowing that you made a mistake, honestly trying to do the right thing. Because the problem with that is the right thing will arrive. Mm -hmm. And you'll go back and say to the Most High, and 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 in that and in that context, <clears throat> we have we have I think it's the uh, kataz the kataz offering. You can say Most High, I inadvertently did mm -hmm. that which was wrong. Mm -hmm. What's my offering of sacrifice that I bring to you? Mm -hmm. I bring to you the offering of contriteness, yes, and brokenness behind that. Right. It wasn't intentional that I did it. Mm -hmm. He knows that. Mm -hmm. He can handle he can handle the issue of recognizing that you slipped and did something that you didn't intend to do. Mm. He acknowledges that. Mm -hmm. With King David, King David knew what he was doing with Bathsheba was wrong. Absolutely. Both of them knew. But the Most High said, said something to him. He said, but David is a man after my own heart. Why? Because he came back to me and he said, because he knew, he said, Be it is before you mm -hmm. and you only have mm -hmm. I sinned. Yeah. Why has that been the case? Because there's a misfold that talks about not laying with another man's wife. wife. I, I'm the king. Mm-hmm. There's a rule for the king. The king must write his own Torah. Mm -hmm. King David had written his own Torah. So he knew the rule. Mm -hmm. But he voluntarily, with malice of forethought, broke it. So now mm -hmm. then, how does he become a man after the Most High's heart? He came broken and he came contrite. Yes. Yes. Wow. Not only did he come broken and he come contract, but he also subjected himself to the judgment that the Most High pronounced on him for doing it. Yeah. He had to make an atonement. He had to make an atonement. Yeah. So, so there we have it. This has been Rabbi Robert B. Homer Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.